Hello and welcome to another edition of Deep Media Technology. And man, this one is a very, very special one. I got to talk with Kingsley Edwards. He is the CEO and founder of Float, which is a social media platform. The difference, obviously, with his over others is there's no shadow banning. There's no algorithm trying to direct you to a specific spot or, or keep you away from information. Uh, there's There's no social editing, if you will. This is the true community of free speech, free understanding, and free knowledge. And what it allows you to do is understand and know what's real and what's fake. You don't hide fake news. You let it bubble up. Why? So that you know that it's fake. As soon as you take news and you push it away and you decide that it's not, it's not okay and you're just going to hide it, it emboldens and empowers it. And all they have to do is say, look, if it was fake, they wouldn't hide it. So Kingsley talks about this. We talk about the issues of privacy and free speech and, and the understanding of, uh, of how to communicate properly and, and what that looks like uh, socially and, and how the other networks uh, are openly and admittedly spying on, on uh, information that you're sharing and how they're gaming the system to uh, direct where they think you should go versus the democratization of where he believes you should go, which is in a, in a democracy that you can search and find anything that you need to. This is a really fascinating conversation. I, I loved having it with him. Uh, I'm just, it, was, it was a pleasure and I cannot wait to talk to him again. So with all of that said, a very long intro, here's a little bit from our friend Shaw and then right into the interview. Thanks so much for listening. Who are you calling just text me? Time and money, money expensive. You and me, we're not best friends. Let it ring, they can text. Awesome. All right, hey, first things first, friends, family, coworkers, everyone uh, safe and good? Yeah, doing good, doing good. We are uh, here in Austin and, um, you know, could be... Uh, Everything could be better, but everything could be a lot worse. So we're, yeah. we're blessed. I get to spend a lot of time with my daughter. That's a good thing. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, we, I was, we were about to actually move out to, uh, to Austin earlier this year. We thought we were going to get into uh, a startup accelerator there. Um, but uh, the interview went better than like any investor conversation I've ever had. But for whatever reason, they, they passed. So, uh, but yeah, we were, that's what we were planning on doing actually in, in uh, January. But and you're in fun. Vegas right now, correct? Yep, yep. Nice, nice. Well, you, um, you know, one of the reasons I reached out and wanted to talk with you is, uh, you know, you've, you have a wonderfully diverse background, A, but B, what, um, what you've done and created in, it's, it's, it's so unique as an over, overused term, but it is, it takes such a different perspective and approach. And I love that from entrepreneurs. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to follow everyone's footsteps. And I'm not trying to knock the Facebooks and the MySpaces that took from Friendster and just added a widget to it to make it a little bit better. Right. right? But, um, but before we get down that road, real quick, where can people find you on the social channels? Where do you want them to look in and all those things? Yeah, well, uh, since I am the uh, CEO and co-founder of Float, I, I recommend people uh, check me out there at float.app slash king. 
And then on everything else, I am at uh, uh, usually KRH Edwards on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, all the uh, all the other centralized uh, you know platforms that are <laughs> that are censoring speech. How do you how do you tackle that the the centralized decentralized the the notion of what I don't think people quite understand unless I mean it really took the voice of a Joe Rogan to bring it to light. It seemed like. Um, you know, what, how do you approach this, this, this new world and, and what you're creating as, and, and the benefits of it, because, you know, there, it, uh, you know, we're not, I'm not a Joe, but I get these great PhDs and DARPA and other people listening in, and I want them to understand the benefit and, and why this is so important. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, it just, it's, it's interesting because, you know, America used to stand for free speech. And more and more, it seems like, uh, you know, in private companies, they can do whatever they choose. But my whole thing is, you know, I, I've been a, a long time, uh, you know, watcher of YouTube and I've been on, you know, Facebook and all the social platforms for a while. So when we start to see where people that I know that maybe offer an alternative narrative to the mainstream media and like independent journalists that are actually like on the scene at specific you know, locations and, and they're, they're filming things and just offering a different perspective. And now, now we see these platforms like YouTube and, and Facebook and Twitter start to um, you know, ban or, or uh, shadow ban or you know, strikes or throw you in Facebook jail or demonetize you on YouTube. When you start to see that uh, stuff start to, to, uh, to pop up more and more that we have been seeing over the last couple, couple of years. And then this is the whole reason why these, these platforms became big in the first place. Let's not you know, forget that like YouTube, became big because it offered alternative to cable. Um, you know, Facebook is a place and Twitter is a place where, you know, people can communicate, you know, freely amongst each other, whether privately or publicly, or so we thought. And so, um, you know, I just, I figured uh, at the time I've, I've been in kind of tech startups since 2013. And um, my last company was, was acquired. There was a esports uh, crypto company. Um, but when I start to see the people that I know that are good people that I've been following for a while, it's like they're on the right path as far as what they're offering in terms of, uh, you know, a different perspective on the news or current events. And, and you start to see these people start to get banned, demonetized, shadow banned, um, for what seems like no, you know, really no good reason. Now we're told that things are like hate speech or, uh, like, it seems like everything now can be considered hate speech. Um, or things can be, you know, they, they say like now words are like words are violence. Um, yeah, the people that I follow are not very controversial, <laughs> you know, as far as, as you know, they're, they're, I'm not, I'm not listening to a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, crazy people that are just spewing a bunch of, a bunch of hateful things. These are typically people that I know now personally. Um, and I've been able to, uh, you know, garner our relationships over the years. Um, these are, these are good people that, like I said, that a lot of, a lot of them are independent journalists. So, so now we see it's, it's, it's becoming very, you know, pretty Orwellian really, uh, when you're on YouTube and, uh, uh, you know, Fox news channel or CNN or MSNBC, it doesn't matter whatever mainstream channel, they're allowed to talk about thing, you know, anything that's going on. And that's, that's seen as fine, whether it's, uh, you know, shootings or, um, you know, the, the economy, or uh, you know vaccines or this type of thing. So now now we're starting to see where you know really moderate people on on let's say YouTube as an example are having to change the words that they use on YouTube so they don't get 
uh, you know, struck down by the algorithms uh, on their independent channels. Meanwhile, mainstream channels are able to say, you know, basically, you know, offer, offer their perspective. So I, I you know, I really figured that uh, now was the time to create something to offer, uh, a, you know, alternative platform that, that people can, can utilize and, uh, and just, you know, communicate, communicate freely, uh, amongst each other. And then we, we do have a, a cryptocurrency, um, you know, integrated in our platform too. So not only are we enabling P2P communication, but also P2P transactions, uh, amongst, amongst users. So yeah, we're, we're really excited about it. You've brought it up a couple of times, uh, and I just, for the people that don't know, because they don't know, what is shadow banning? I mean, I, I've kind of, I've seen it in some of the people I follow where I want to pull up uh, something on Instagram really quick, and I go to search their name, and they just don't come up. It's like they don't exist. Right. And I have to go in through my followers and scroll and scroll, and they, they make it this very difficult process, but on a you know on an expert side of things from from your vantage point uh, explain to us what shadow banning is shadow banning is typically where your engagement drops significantly and we have we have again a lot of content creators that are experiences that that we're we're really close friends with um so for instance you know one, one of my good friends he he built up his his youtube channel over over the years and he he uh, you know he finally bypassed 100,000 subscribers and uh, so, you know, during that time, you're seeing your engagement go up and up and up, of course, with, with your channel growing. But, uh, but then all of a sudden, you, then you see kind of like a cliff and you're like, okay, what, what happened? Well, he did an interview with someone who can be, you know, said to be like a controversial figure, um, uh, David Icke, who uh, oh. London Real, <laughs> London Real just, uh, I'm sure you know, uh, maybe uh, they, they interviewed and now London Real who I think is even like funded by the BBC or used to be funded by the BBC is, is now getting banned. They, they got their account banned on uh, LinkedIn and, and elsewhere. So, so yeah, it's typically where you're, you're you don't know that you're necessarily did wrong, but all of a sudden your engagement really starts to take a drop and then you're like, okay, why, why are, why am I not reaching the amount of people that I used to reach with a much smaller audience? Um, so it's kind of hard really, unless you work as like a developer for these companies or part of like the executive team that, that make, you know, calls these, these, for these actions, but it's really hard to, uh, to measure exactly what happens when you are shadow banned. But typically you can tell when, uh, like I said, when your, your engagement falls up, I actually experienced something, uh, last year. Um, oh, sorry. No, maybe, maybe was it 2018? I forget if it was, it was early last year, or late 2018 where I criticized uh, Facebook on Facebook about something. I don't have like a huge audience or anything, but I, you know, I do have 5,000 um, uh, people uh, plus that, that follow me there. And uh, as soon as I did that, I noticed my app, all of it, like literally as soon as I hit post, that I could, it was basically, it wasn't useful for about a week. And I kept trying to like uninstall, reinstall. And I was like, what is going on here? Um, and then it turns out like about a, a month or two later, Project Veritas, who's a, you know, independent journalist group um, that exposes a lot of what ha what's happening on the inside as far as politics and, and uh, the, the mainstream media uh, behind the scenes. Um, they, they, someone, a whistleblower from Facebook released something that showed that I potentially may have, uh, you know, experienced a bug that they actually implanted into their app so that they can enable it. Um, so that's exactly what I went through where your, your, your app is just so 
unusable that you just don't even want to go on use uh, Facebook. So that, that could even be considered, you know, a form of, of shadow banning in a way. Wow. It's funny. And, you know, I was talking to um, my, uh, a friend of mine who is really, he's a, he's a thought leader in knowledge graphs and, and AI. <clears throat> and his concern was, you know, we, we talked a little bit about was bias in AI and talking with you, the integration of AI into Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all the major social channels, they, it seems like they're building it with a bias in intent versus right. true developers of AI, which are trying to avoid bias. Right. You know, and that's, that's terrifying uh, when you're using it as a platform to, to communicate. And it's, and I was always of the ilk that, you know, the more information that's out there, one, let people sift through it. Uh, let the cream rise to the top. Let the, let the right knowledge, let the right stuff. But the only way the right knowledge can rise to the top, the correct answer, is if it's surrounded by garbage so that you know that it's the correct answer. Right, exactly. And, and let, the, let the, the, uh, you know, the garbage, let it be said, because those people are getting direct feedback of people that are debating them or saying that, hey, this is the wrong thing. So it doesn't, doesn't really do any good to suppress uh, speech, in my opinion, when it comes to, especially when it comes to these things and the political, uh, you know, leanings of, of these different corporations, because it's going to exist somewhere. So I, I saw the opportunity to, you know, build something, build an alternative. And every day, I mean, there, there's headlines out there that it just seems like, uh, you know, these, these major tech platforms are just shooting themselves in the foot as far as respecting their users, offering a place for them to communicate freely, offering them a place where they're not being spied on. I mean, when you're sending Facebook Messenger, um, you know, uh, messages or even Twitter DMs, I mean, it has all been admitted now by, you know, basically the, the top executives that they, they can read those, that information. So that's, you know, another thing that we have on Float where we have uh, encrypted, encrypted chat um, that, you know, we, we, don't, we, we don't have any, uh, there's no way for us to, to see, you know, what you're saying to, to others. And that's, that's how it should be. I mean, we should be able to mimic private conversations online the same way that we can have private conversations in person and respect privacy. What, one of the things, uh, you know, I've heard Sam Tripoli talk about this and um, Tim Dillon and others, they've, they've you know, embraced other uh, that have fallen away, social networks that were free or were built on blockchain um, that, that didn't have the hypocrisy or the bias that is, that is in the, the major um, formats that a lot of people operate on today. And they said the hardest thing is getting their users to go over to them. Right. And so I, I, I guess, you know, my, my question to you here is, how do we, how do I help? And what's your advice to those people out there and to the other people out there that this is, this is the correct direction. And you know, that the shiny object over there, it's a mirage. It's not a truth. It's, it's desert and it's sand. And this is the real deal. How do you, how do you import people over? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it is just uh, really respecting our users, um, being engaged uh, on our platform. I, you know, I still have accounts on all the, all the major platforms, but usually, you know, I, I use that as a way to build audience there to help uh, shift them over to uh, to uh, Flow or or even other. You know, there's other great platforms too. Um, 
So it, it's uh, another, you know, another big strategy of mine is, is really focusing on content creators. So with, with Float, um, you can actually, content creators can monetize uh, their videos, their audio. Um, they can, you can earn, uh, you know, Bitcoin right now and we're adding other cryptocurrencies onto our platform. We're adding a way for users to um, sell digital and physical goods, uh, goods and services on our platform when we launch Float more a couple weeks. So it's, it's really, you know, the, the biggest thing is making it as easy as possible to at least create the accounts. Also, the tools with other people to conduct business with other people, to watch things that uh, are being shadow banned, are being censored on the, on the major platforms right now. I mean, it is, it's becoming harder and harder every day to find things on, on YouTube that you want to look into. Um, you know, even when you, when, uh, whenever you type in, I don't, I don't follow, uh, all the, all, you know, CNN and Fox news and all these people, but whenever I type in something, maybe a current event that's happening, uh, their algorithm will automatically show me Sean Hannity or Rachel Maddow or all this stuff. It's like, I have no interest in that. It, the funny thing about YouTube, you can't even block, um, channels really. Uh, they'll still play in your auto playlist. They'll still be recommended to you. So their, their blocking feature is, is really it's just actually really pathetic. Um, so just by creating a place that's easy to use, uh, where uh, communication and commerce can flow uh, freely, we do have you know some rules on float, but um, but it's 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 very limited, and uh, basically you know we have to abide by by uh, U.S. law and regulation, but we you know we just want to offer a place that's that's very easy to use, and I think that's that's the big part of it. And again, just the the marketing strategy is really focusing on. Uh, getting these content creators that are being censored that or at least know about it um, or at least questioning things that are happening right there, uh, you know, today in, in, on social networks, um, having them create an account and, and, and post, post a lot of their stuff or even live stream, uh, you know, on our platform. Nice. I, I know. And I, I like that approach. It's, uh, it's always interesting talking with different startups and, you know, I've consulted and helped out and, uh, they're like, hey, what's what's the strategy for growth? Have you guys thought about this or how do you want to increase adoption? And they're like, well, what celebrity should we get? And I'm right. just like, oh, I'm gonna put my pen down and leave the room now. <laughs> yeah, right. But that that's not the answer, and there's a reason it's not the answer, right? Because it's it's got to be based in depth and realism, and uh, and 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 where you're at as your core. So what? About you, what is, um, you know, you had some friends who were getting shadow banned or shut down or cut off, but, you know, g give us the walk through the timeline of from when you're seeing this to creating float to doing everything that you've done. How did this, how did this all come together? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've been seeing it happen. I, I would say, I, you know, I kind of um, started hopping on the, the libertarian train like in 2007. So I've been having a careful watch on kind of what, what's being, what we're being told. And, and I've always just throughout my life, I've, I've just pretty much questioned everybody and everything and, you know, just do your own research. It's, it's not that hard, but when you see things uh, happening and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm the, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a peaceful person. I'm, I'm anti-war. I don't like police brutality. Um, you know, things that I think most normal, you know, especially Americans would consider, uh, you know, the right things to, to, to be for. Um, when you start to see things like that start to get to, uh, suppressed, 
um, then, you know, that's, that's when it really started to, uh, to, um, and I saw, you know, the light, like I said, a lot of my, my favorite content or YouTube YouTubers and content creators start getting, uh, thrown in Facebook jail. We have, uh, one of our friends, she, uh, her, her Twitter account with 50,000 followers just got, uh, indefinitely, you know, suspended, uh, in one day for just because she worked for a, uh, a company that was like anti-war. I don't, they didn't even give her a reason. You know, I mean, sometimes for these content creators that have this, this, these followings, they'll sometimes, sometimes they won't even get any, any, uh, justification or, you know, no, no even notification, but her email from Twitter literally said, uh, something about like, I think it was like you violated our community standards by, and then it was just blank. So no justification whatsoever. And there's no, there's no recourse. You know, it's like you spend all this time building up your audience. You think you're doing the right thing. You're starting to get a lot of engagement. And then just in one day, you know, that happened to one of our friends, another friend uh, got demonetized. He has over 250,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube, completely demonetized overnight. Um, so, you know, it's just, I, I just figured, Hey, uh, I, I have this, you know, this mindset that I think that these things are obviously wrong. And I have this background in tech. I'm not a developer myself, but I have a background in building businesses, you know, building teams, uh, executing a vision. And I said, you know, social media is, is almost an impossible feat to overcome because of how many people are on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. But at the same time, I think more and more people are kind of waking up to how ridiculous um, the world is kind of getting right now. And, uh, and, you know, there's also out there like a, a thirst of knowledge that these platforms used to provide or, or, you know, the quench of it, they used to provide, but now they don't. So I'm not, I'm assuming that human uh, behavior is not going to change and that the alternative platforms will be the new platforms of the next, next decade. And just, you know, just looking at business cycles in general, I mean, you know, no one stays at the top forever, and especially when you already have, you know, 2 billion or 1 billion uh, users on your platform, that's pretty much, you know, you can probably guarantee that, you know, yeah, yeah, it may grow uh, slightly more, you know, throughout the next five years, 10 years, but more and more of those people will drop off because it's already saturated. And a lot of people don't trust, you know, people like Mark Zuckerberg. Um, they don't trust people like Jack Dorsey. Uh, they don't trust the YouTube CEO. I always mess up her name. Um, so, uh, and FYI, and no disrespect in any way, shape, or form, but in about the first 10 seconds that you started talking about that, I already set up a float account. Okay, great. <laughs> FYI, just so people know. And I wanted to do that on purpose because I have got caught numerous times where I'm like, you guys, this is super easy. You have to embrace it. You're going to love this. And then I get emails and they're like, hey, Jay not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And so, so, so it's, I mean, and, and I bring that up because I think it's very important. I think it's important when someone says, this is easy to set up. This is, this is, um, it's got a, it's got an easy user interface and you can just set an account up and you can start chatting and, and engaging. No kidding. I mean, no jokes about it. And that's, that's the amazing part. So folks, as, and everyone knows this, I'm not the most technical person at all. Uh, 10 seconds, user email, username, password, I'm in. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we want to keep it that way. Um, you know, we're not going to uh, ask for your, uh, your ID, uh, you know, when, when you join. We're not going to, I think if I've heard Facebook, they're asking now for like 
sometimes for new user accounts, like audio or video uh, of you uh, even holding your ID. I don't know. I've, I've heard some crazy stories, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, we, we want to make it easy. Uh, we're not, we're not perfect yet, but every day we get more perfect and we just have some really cool features that we're really excited about. And we, you know, we really believe that uh, the, the vision that we are executing is the right thing. Uh, not only from a business perspective, but also just from a, you know, just for humankind is offering at least one place that people can speak freely and communicate with each other without being spied on. We're not selling your data. Um, and we, you know, we're basically, like we say, we're a community driven social network. Um, we're, we're doing things for, for our users. We respect our users and we continue to, uh, to do so. So we're, uh, you know, we're, we're growing. Um, I, I think we'll be, we'll, we're, we're hoping hit about, uh, like anywhere from a hundred to 500,000, uh, users towards, towards the end of the year, if not more. Um, a lot of times, you know, conversations like this really help us with that, getting more users. So again, I really appreciate you having me uh, speak with you, but, um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's really important right now for, for people, for good people to stand up for good things. And I I think free speech is definitely uh, one of those things. No. And I will, um, as a, you know, I've told this to a couple of people, um, when I find something that actually works and that's real, uh, you know, it's it's what I, I share it within the network instantly. So, you know, um, not only will this go on the Deep Media Technology podcast, it'll go on my personal one, Talking During Movies, which is the account that I set up. And then it'll go out to all of the people that we've spoken with and all the people that registered uh, to, um, to come to the um, the South by Southwest event that was canceled because of COVID. So right. we'll blast this out as much as we can to, to, to get the voice out there because we want that. Uh, but, you know, back, back to you and, and the technology. What, um, what do you see that in the world that we're living in that concerns you a little bit when it comes to social interaction? And what do you see because of the platform that you've built that gives you hope? Um, again, I mean, I, th- I think it's really just comes down to, uh, to, to censorship. I mean, I think it's really scary when you, when you control the narrative, uh, you know, you can really sway public opinion in certain ways. And I think Silicon Valley really knows that these, these tech giants really know that. So now it seems, seems like, you know, they're really politicizing technology, um, instead of embracing just technology and humanity. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it freaks me out. You know, honestly, I, I think we've, we're kind of that, you know, like they say with global warming or whatever, we're kind of that, that frog in the, uh, in, in the pot or whatever, and it's just boiling and boiling. And now we're, it's, it's definitely, it's been boiling now for a couple of years. And so now we're kind of used to it, unfortunately. Um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's scary for me to see my favorite YouTubers have to change words, have to basically create like code words to talk about just, regular things that are happening in the world today, uh, current events. Um, and you know, I, I just, I, I don't want to stand for that. I don't, I don't want us to get used to that where we have to live in this kind of Orwellian, uh, dystopia. Um, and you know, technology is, it can be used for good or evil. And I think a lot of the, these tech giants have started to, uh, experiment with different things that I, I don't know. I just, I just don't agree with. I don't think it, it reflects the the uh, the ethos of of the internet. I don't think it's it's 
it does, doesn't provide a good platform for, uh, for, for, for humans just to, you know, to live in this, this new age where, especially where online activity is, is so important in our, you know, day to day, even just talking with the family, um, you know, keeping up with your friends, uh, work and all this. So, and, you know, float, I think it's, it offers, uh, just there, there's other alternatives out there. Ours, I would say, is is more of uh, we're going after the the, the features, uh, kind of a more of a full set feature, uh, more closer to, to Facebook. Um, but I, uh, you know, a lot of our users are uh, smart, you know, smart people. They they sh- uh, feel free to share things without getting a thirty day ban on on YouTube uh, on, or on Facebook or demonetized on YouTube. Uh, and they can, you know, interact freely. They can, they can choose to chat with other users without feeling like maybe their, you know, direct, you know, supposedly private messages are being our two-way conversation. Meanwhile, um, you know, we've, it's been, it's, it's now, it's a lot of, a lot of, this was all like conspiracy, you know, like a decade ago, but now it's all come <laughs> to light where they, they just, they just admit it, you know? So yeah. I think, you know, again, conversation, we should be able to mimic things in, in the real world online, private conversations, encrypt, you know, so encrypted chat, uh, speaking open, you know, publicly on, on your tree stump out in the park or whatever. Um, you know, you can do all these things. We have, we have a lot of content creators that are earning, you know, right now we, we support uh, Bitcoin. Like I said, we're, we're going to be supporting other cryptocurrencies, but we have some users that are earning hundreds of dollars a month in Bitcoin. Um, you know, every month. So uh, we want it. Yeah, we want it to be a place where you can you can uh, you know build a business on. You can you can promote your ideas. You can share things freely, and uh, and I think over time, you know, we we will be one of the winners of the alternatives that will offer a platform for for people that that value uh, things that they used to be just really you know kind of the American American. Um, and I, it's just, it's kind of sad to see that a lot of people are, uh, you know, just censoring free speech. Do you, do you think there's gonna, there's at some point there at some point, right. In my mind, there's going to be a fight for mindshare. There's going to be a why in the road. And I look at this in what's happening now when we think about mainstream media versus podcasting, right? So mainstream media you got a minute, get your sound bite out, get it out. You can sound like a wackadoodle, but your bass likes it um, and you're gonna move forward, right? And you've got your talking points and that's all you're gonna hit, bang, bang, bang. And podcasting, an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, and really getting to know someone and just and just diving into their heart and their soul and their and what's funny and what's serious and, and having that emotional roller coaster move around. And, you know, COVID-19 comes around and it's like, the you know GMA and Good Morning you know Today Show and everybody else said hey here podcasters hold my beer real quick we're going to show you how pop and circumstance works right and I'm wondering where you know is this one of those forks in the road maybe not quite a a split but a divergent path during this time where people are questioning what's going on like you said they're getting shadow banned and getting pushed aside and and now is a moment in time where hey there's no dumb questions there are questions that may give an answer you don't like um but come freely speak here like do you see what i'm saying like there's i think at some point right 
yourself and a couple of the others that are allowing freedom of communication, you're going to get big. There's no doubt about it in my mind. But are you prepared for the attack when you do? Yeah, I mean, that's something that, you know, we've already been uh, somewhat attacked by, by Cloudflare. Uh, but the, yeah, you know, I, I think, I think you're right in that people, people, they, they want to, they want to use something that's, that's easy to use and they want it to work properly. So if you're on Facebook and you, uh, say something and you get uh, banned for, you know, really now it's just like, I, I see people every day. It's just ridiculous, ridiculous things. Sharing of memes now is, you know, basically illegal on, on Facebook sometimes. Um, so I think natural, like I think the natural human progression is yes, moving over to a place where that's not going to happen, right? I mean, if I can't say what I what I'm thinking on this platform, but I can on this this other platform, then I'm going to to switch to that one. Um, but we we are seeing more and more people that are waking up to to kind of what used to be, like I said, uh, more it seemed like a conspiracy, um, but now it's it's I think it's as broad as daylight, and. I, you know, I, I think, I think we see a growing movement of people that, that are saying, Hey, you know, they're, they're basically, they're fed up. I mean, yeah, I forget exactly what the percentage is, but it's like 60, I think 60 something percent of Facebook users don't trust. Um, you know, that's, that's over a billion people on that platform alone. Jeez. And it's, is it, does it, and I know you're talking about it and you're, you're being very polite, but there's a part of me where I hear you say conspiracy and I'm like, when in this world did free speech become conspiracy? Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> another scary thing. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's terrifying that, I mean, I was talking with, uh, I mean, my, my maniac, he's a PhD, he's in Mensa. He's won multiple Mensa awards just last year. And he has to censor himself because he's just like, I couldn't go in to around my colleagues and just an open communication challenge the shutdown and what's happening on, on COVID-19 because right. he's looking at it holistically, not, and, and people get caught up on the economics part. I don't mm -hmm. think they quite understand how economics work a and B because they don't understand how economics work. they also don't understand how emotional health works. Mm -hmm. now, and so like another shutdown comes for Austin. We're shut down till like middle of May mm. and okay. But how many people are going to die of starvation? Right. How many people are going to miss their meeting, whether it's a mental health meeting or drug addiction or whatever it may be? How many are going to miss that and then fall off the wagon and commit suicide or you know become addicted again? Uh, how, how many people are going to go into bankruptcy? And I'm not just talking about the people that don't have jobs now. Let's talk about the people that are in the hospitals right? and their loved ones aren't working. Yep. And Everyone, you know, the spin from the media is, I can't believe these greedy corporations want to start up again and they want to just, <laughs> right. they, they, they're greedy assholes. And I'm like, oh, time out. Let's look at the whole picture, the big picture. But that speech right there will get just crushed on any, on any mainstream social platform. Right. Because there's you know, whether it's social justice warriors or, or just the social platform itself. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've gone through similar, similar things, even with talking with uh, venture capitalists uh, in regards to, to funding flow. Luckily, you know, we found uh, early backer, Adam Draper, who, who supports things like this and also is big, heavy into cryptocurrency. 
but you know a lot of you know it's 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 not uh it's not hidden that uh, you know they they lean I consider myself actually a moderate I'm, I'm libertarian like i'm I'm in the middle I think both sides are crazy so <laughs> um but but you know like like yeah even talking about helping you know talking to vcs and I've, I've raised from the a lot of these people before but talking to them about hey yeah we support free speech for whatever reason that's controversial now and it's you know i think but i think fortunately that it's becoming actually i think we hit like peak free speech controversy maybe maybe you know six months or a year ago and now people are starting to be like wait a second this yeah maybe you know maybe this isn't this isn't right or or you know maybe the the way that these other platforms are treating their users is not correct um but yeah i mean especially especially when it comes to this you know coronavirus it's uh as far as i know all you know all all it's like a moving target as far as uh, how many deaths how many cases and all this kind of stuff it, it seems like we went into lockdown and then all of a sudden it went from like i think they said 2 million uh, deaths in the U.S. to now sixty thousand, and no one wants anyone to die. Everyone should, you know, be cautious and do your own research and listen to uh, experts out there. Unfortunately, I feel that the mainstream narrative always promotes the wrong experts as the right people for that time. So, whenever whenever I see anybody being interviewed, mainstream, look just look up their history and see, and and usually you'll find that those people called it wrong for decades or their previous job. Uh, you know, somehow they, how they benefit in some way uh, by promoting what they're promoting now. So I, I really don't trust it. Oprah or Bill Gates. Like everyone's right. like, I, they're trusting. I'm like, Bill Gates created Windows. I'm not saying he's a dumb guy. <laughs> right. But he doesn't have anything on, doesn't have a PhD in fighting infectious diseases or viruses. Right. He's got a fund. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm being a little glib, but he's got a fund. Yeah. He comes some cash. Okay. He's not an expert. He can barely fight viruses on Windows. And I mean, uh, barely you know? is barely being very kind. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be nice. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's so, so again, this, uh, during, during these, you know, troubling times, it's, it's even more important for, for, you know, speech uh, to be, you know, people to communicate freely and, and find out. I, I, I I think that the difference between me and maybe other other those those types of people is that I I believe that most people are good people and most people are smart, but unfortunately, a lot of them have been indoctrinated and they get you know kind of really brainwashed by the mainstream narrative out there. Now, I think that if I've I've, I've you know I would say uh, opened up a lot of people's minds throughout my life. I mean, pretty much everyone I'm surrounded by now is because I kind of, you know, planted those seeds early on. I mean, I was, you know, I was in the military. I was in financial services after that as an investment advisor. So I understand these, these things as far as when it comes to like state, uh, you know, foreign affairs and, uh, and also, you know, economy and, and finance, which ended up why I ended up getting, uh, you know, kind of went head deep into cryptocurrency in 2013. But they... I lost my train of thought, <laughs> but I, I think, I think where I'm just going to is that, you know, I just think it's important. There's a lot of doctors out there that are questioning what is being promoted on the mainstream. So, you know, even if you, even if you listen to the mainstream or believe in the mainstream, it's always a good idea to, to fact check yourself and listen to other experts in that field. I mean, I think there's uh, there's one doctor that I know that 
put together a list of over, I think it's over 700 other doctors. Um, and this doctor was from MIT. Um, the 700 doctors that don't agree with a lot of the official numbers or things that are going on now and all this. And apparently all those people are, you know, experience, have, have direct experience in the field that you need um, to under really understand uh, coronavirus. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's, it's interesting times for sure. It is. Do you, in all of this, um, you know, and everything that's happening and, and what you're seeing play out, um, I guess, you know, the, it begs the question of a person who's been in the military, as you said, financial services. Now you're, you're running a, a platform that actually allows people to, to communicate openly. Um, do you find yourself with pause or concern of what would be considered, I guess, Russiagate of the major social platforms putting people on your platform to be disruptive, to be like, oh, look, they're using that bad language over there. You guys don't want to see that, so stay over here. Well, Am we're I being more, a little too skeptical? Right, well, I think what we're more focused on is putting the tools in the hands of our users Mm -hmm. So that they can censor, they can, you know, I have no problem with like self-censorship. You know, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to, I mean, we do it every day. You know, we choose the food we eat. We choose what we watch. We choose what we buy. We vote with our dollars and our attention. And so I, we're more focused on putting the tools in the hands of our users so that they can create block lists. They can, you know, create mute lists. Uh, and these, you know, these things will be shareable in the future as well. So that, you know, hey, if I, if there's some people that are saying some crazy things that I don't want to see on my timeline or whatever, and, and really it's all about like who you follow anyway. So you, that's your choice as well. Sure. But let's, let's, let's make these tools so that people can, you know, block hashtags or, or block certain people instead of leaving it to the, the centralized authority that these, these, tap, these tech platforms are, you know, using and using, you know, these machine learning AI algorithms and really, I, I find it kind of funny that a lot of them too, they're, they always like direct the blame now. They're just like, oh, it's just the AI. Oh, it's just the algorithm. It's like someone created those algorithms, okay? <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure you're employing them. So, um, so it's on you. It's not, it's not AI. It's not the algorithm. Like you created those things. And yes, you know, code gets messed up sometimes or whatever, but it's no, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's plain as sight now that, that uh, they, there is some sort of, you know, agenda as far as, you know, kind of what's going on, the, the uh, uh, politicized, you know, pol or politicizing these, these tech platforms. So, I mean, are we concerned? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, if, if uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really believe that any, any country that has a central bank is, is probably uh, in cahoots with each other anyway. So I, uh, I'm kind of on, on that side of things. And, and we just, you know, again, we just want to, uh, be a place that that supports uh, individual liberty. It's a beautiful message, and it's it's one that you know is what what I like about it is it and the way that you position it and speak about it. And congratulations for it because it is ingrained into almost the DNA or the nature of of who Americans are. I mean, there is this thing called you know, fantasy theme analysis. It's not about rainbows and unicorns. It's the the theme of how we live and what we see and then the fantasies around it, those being movies and literature and stories that we tell 
or the way that we communicate. And that theme is ingrained in all of us of, of this freedom and you can, you can do it and no one can stop you. And it's interesting um, to, in the, in the world that we're in now, is the first time I think where people are feeling scared because they're like, oh wait, that, that freedom, I, one, I, took, I took it for granted. And in taking right. it for granted, a pen stroke took an industry away or two industries away or three or four. Right. And, and then they go to talk about it and just to talk about it online because they can't go and meet at the bar or the coffee shop, that gets taken away. Right. And, you know, in, in all of those things that are taken away, the positive that I see out of all of this is, is your message and the way that you communicate it because you could have a very valid reason to Alex Jones the hell out of this, right? You could, mm -hmm. and, they, and, and no one would be mad at you. You'd probably have, um, you know, less people on the platform and, you know, you'd probably be painted into a, a bit of a corner there like he has, right or wrong. Um, his information, right or wrong, is inconsequential to his delivery method that, that can alienate. But right. your message is so calm and precise. And dude, I, I applaud you for it. I really do. That's, it's, it's, um, it's amazing. It really is. Well, I, no, I appreciate it. I mean, there are some times privately where I might rage out like Alex Jones. <laughs> but, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I love people and I really believe that we can build a more peaceful and prosperous society. And I think there are people out there that, that are in control of certain industries. I mean, and I think that they, they, uh, you know, they try to limit a lot of individuals to, to, uh, you know, to, to seek, uh, freedom or, or liberty themselves. And, and, you know, so, and in control, you know, the narrative and, and indoctrinate people, um, brainwash, you know, the masses, if you will. I mean, I just, I don't think it's, it's, it's not even, it's not even, uh, controversial anymore i mean I, I think i think we have enough evidence out there if you if you do your own research and, and study yourself so i you know i i think it was just it was just kind of natural for me to to kind of step into this position and, and use my experience to uh to build a platform uh that you know not only not only i think is like i said is is correct from a business perspective uh, but is also correct uh, as as far as you know. It's it's always been my goal to to help create a, a more peaceful and prosperous society. So that's that's uh, that's really the core fundamentals of of what we're doing and and why we're doing it. Nice. Two two more questions here for you. Um, one, I want to understand how when I'm searching or for hashtags or whatever, just you know, not the nitty gritty details, just kind of an idea of how your algorithm or your machine learning on the back end um how how i address it and then two i want to touch on because you've brought it up a couple times and you've got um payment methodologies involved with it i want to touch on cryptocurrency but first how is the way that i engage with um searching and finding things on float different than a twitter or a youtube or a facebook when it comes to hashtags or anything else yeah it should it should uh, mostly be chronological um now it's so yeah everything you you look up should be showing up uh chronologically uh we are we are going to add uh different algorithms that that people can opt into uh and maybe even create a way where users can create their own algorithm to to parse data uh whichever way they see uh you know better fit um 
but yeah, I mean, it's, it's mostly, you know, if you search for a term, we also have like a, a trending list that you, that you can click through and it usually just shows if you, if you use the search bar, it will, it'll typically show if any users are affiliated with that, that term or, and then below that, it'll show a, a bunch of posts that, that have that term. Nice. Nice. And then crypto for people that a, you know, don't understand what Bitcoin is. I mean, that's another hour conversation but yeah, on a, <laughs> on a, on a much higher level as a person who's comes from a financial services background and you're not giving financial advice, but where do you, uh, where do you find stability or where do you personally find um, calm in this storm of fiat currency versus crypto? Well, I think, you know, cryptocurrency is definitely volatile, but on a long enough timeline, at least for the last 10 years, it's been to the upside. So I, I bought my first Bitcoins at uh, $20. I got into ETH at $7. I could have got them to Monero very, very early, but I, I uh, unfortunately didn't. Um, so yeah, I've been following this for a while. I, I really, you know, dove in deep in, in early 2013. Um, and now we have, we have other, other decentralized technology like MakerDAO, or uh, tether, where it's either crypto, it's it's crypto that can mimic the uh, mimic fiat currencies called stable mm -hmm. coins. So I think those are really interesting. We're looking to onboard those as well for people that don't want to participate in the volatility of cryptocurrency. Um, but myself, just being in so early that these these wild swings. I mean, getting in at you know, I didn't buy a ton at twenty, but that's that's how long I've been following it. I've actually, well probably even earlier than that. But, um, so these, you know, we're at, we're at, you know, okay, we were at 20,000. That was the top. We're still at $7,000 per Bitcoin right now, which is remarkable to me. I mean, I remember when we, when we bypassed a uh, thousand for the second time or when Bitcoin itself just hit a hundred million dollar market cap. Now we're at, you know, well over a hundred billion dollar market cap. So we're still early in the game, but you know, I always recommend people just to, if they don't know about it yet, uh, to again do your own research and you know maybe maybe tiptoe in to to bitcoin you don't have to buy a full bitcoin you can buy a dollar worth if you want and we actually just added a way for people if they they do have a float account they can use their debit card to buy uh bitcoin directly to their float wallet um right, so which, i'm on so I'm just for real quick let's just let's run through it real quick so i'm on yeah, sure. i'm on float right now click on my little icon little settings bar comes up i got balance transaction send receive right. yeah so the balance and transaction are those are toggle buttons for privacy because mm -hmm. a lot of times like a lot of our my crypto people when we have our wallets we'll be like oh check out this wallet or you know you're just you're even doing a transaction i've used crypto as cryptocurrency as money also for over seven years um so we have balance and, and transaction as, as toggle buttons so that uh, you don't have to show that even if you're making a transaction interesting okay i did i love it i mean you have you know, you, you brought up, you're going to have some stuff launch in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, by all means, please, if you feel comfortable when it's launched, let me know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. A, but B, 2020, it seems like chaos, but entrepreneurs live in chaos. Right. Uh, and in the world of living in chaos and everything else, what's your roadmap for the rest of 2020? Uh, what else do you want to accomplish for, uh, for Float? 
Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really excited about uh, Float Market that will be launching by the end of this month. We're launching also ads too. So we already have quite a few uh, you know, entrepreneurs and merchants on our platform that don't really have a way to sell what they're doing uh, for, uh, you know, for, for cryptocurrency. So, and, and what's great about our platform is that we take no fee because we're, in, we're truly enabling you know, peer-to-peer technology. So payments don't go through us. They go from one user to the other. So that's where, you know, I think really will win out too, is we make money on ads, but, uh, you know, there's, there's no fee as far as uh, selling things as a content creator, you can, you can live stream, you can post your stuff. We have a Patreon model so people can subscribe to you for monthly payments, access your premium payments that you can post for those specific people. Um, you can send, uh, Bitcoin tips on the live streams as a super chat. You can send it in our encrypted messaging service for users, or you can just send it even just using a username uh, through your Float wallet. So, uh, so really, it's just kind of building on those, those core things and just continuing to focus on our marketing strategy and getting more and more uh, you know, users onboarded. Nice. Very nice. Um, dude, you're doing, you know, I steal a line from, from some of my friends, man. You're doing the Lord's work. Um, and I, I mean, I mean that that is, uh, you're doing some great stuff. I, I'd love to revisit this, you know, uh, two, three months down the road, get in touch again, uh, you know, do another podcast, see where you guys are at. And then, um, offline, I'm going to shoot out some emails and make some introductions if you don't mind to some of, um, some people that I know. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Kingsley, man, you're, you're great. Uh, I, I, I say this to everyone at the end of these podcasts and I do mean it. Bitcoin's going to come and go. We're going to make money, lose money. Bananas are going to be fresh and they're going to rot. We're going to be like, damn it, we missed that banana. We can go buy another one. Time is the one thing that we just don't get back. And so I greatly appreciate the time that you've, uh, you've chose to, uh, to spend with me. Um, I don't take it lightly. So thank you very much for, for the time and, uh, and the great conversation. And I look forward to uh, watching you guys grow and, um, and, and being active, active on your platform as well. So thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. Have a good one. All right. Sounds good. Bye. You too. Time and money, my expense. You would never check in in the Southwest. Friends. 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 Friends.